A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. start podcasts mainly because they're extremely vain, they need an opportunity to provide some form of self-therapy, they have way too much free time on their hands, or they flat out have no social life. I have a confession in that I'm a little bit of all of the above. Welcome to the Last Man Standing Podcast, my name is Patrick Bolger. This is a new show, a new design, a new style of a show that I'm um, going to be putting out onto the G.S. Bolger family of podcasts, <laughs> and that um, it's, it's an opportunity for yours truly to try out all those examples, a little bit of self-therapy, a little bit of vanity, a little bit of way too much time on my hands, um, a lot of times coming from announcing events, a lot of times coming from other events that... Uh, might announce myself, uh, Mark and I, or Mark by himself. Um, you got a lot of time on the road, and you, you meet a lot of cool people out like that. And so I figured this would be a great opportunity, either in or out of the studio, to uh, bring some of the personalities of the sport. Not necessarily talking about the intricacies so much as it's just personality. You know, whatever whatever comes out of the interviews comes out of the interviews. I'm not going to talk about a specific uh, cycling, triathlon, anything related agenda. I just want to just want to put something together. You know, so. Um, that's what this is. That's what the last man standing is. Um, I am here by myself, doing it all alone. Hence the the really cheesy name of a bad Bruce Willis movie. But um, I'm coming to you live just outside of Hood River, Oregon. I am on my drive home from a ugh, technology conference in Portland, Oregon. Uh, three days of. Well, it's, you know, I was going to say a nerd fest or a geek fest, but it's not even one of those because um, when it's a geek fest, it's usually about obsession. It's about passion, about 
interest, and, and in this case, this was a technology conference that consisted of a, of a huge convention center full of teachers who didn't really know how to open their CD-ROM tray, thought it was a cup holder or something like that, and, you know, and then, then the rest of the group is all just freaking salesmen who are trying to sell you a $15,000 document camera that they assume you're going to need. Whatever. Um, so yeah, if I sound a little bitter, I, I might be a little bitter because it just seems like three days of duh. You know, it's just kind of a lot of stuff that everybody should. I mean, if, if you're if you're into that technology, it's more. Of, I guess it was more of a some form of a you know educational thing, and, and I didn't want to go for the educational thing. I just wanted to find all the cool new crap and, and play with it, but I didn't get to. So there we are. I will say uh, some things about. Portland, um, you know, I've, I've, I tweeted a little bit this last couple days, and if you're one of the few who follow my tweets, um, I, I kind of had some harsh things at first to say about Portland, but the more time I spent there, I've been to Portland before, you know, living in the Northwest, we all tend to get out to the big cities every once in a while, even us small town folk, and, and check things out, and so this was, you know, Portland, I will I will say a couple things about Portland. Um, number one, you guys got your crap figured out in terms of uh, bicycle infrastructure. My God, there are bikes everywhere in this town, and there are uh, there are people who understand the rules, the etiquette of cycling, and and the traffic. And it seems, you know, on a certain scale, it seems like the bikes and the cars all seem to kind of get along. Heaven forbid one of the guys who's riding a bike might actually own a car and drive it and so it's it just seems like people kind of flow with each other there the the streets uh, bike paths bike lanes um everywhere it's awesome i mean the weather was crap it was terrible 40 degrees and pouring down rain sideways and people were on their bikes everywhere i guess so you know next time i decide to not train because it's raining i'll just realize that i don't belong in portland um Really, you guys got your crap figured out. That was very impressive. Um, hella, you know, and it's a healthy town. I mean, to a certain degree. I mean, I'm sure there's heroin, just like there is in every town, but um, or, or meth, like there is in my wonderful hometown. Um, but um, hell, Burgerville, where I had lunch, had the calorie count on my receipt of everything I ordered, which really made me feel good about what I ate. Um, and, uh, no, I mean, they got a vegetarian menu at Burgerville. Vegetarian at Burgerville. It just sounds wrong, but it, it works because it's Portland, and, you know, what are you going to do about it? Um, I was told to go to, to a couple different places while in Portland, um, kind of the, the touristy thing to do. Number one, I was told to go to Voodoo Donuts. If you don't know what Voodoo Donuts is, apparently it's basically like a donut shop, but they put really weird shit on the donuts and it's supposed to be really cool um i went down to voodoo donuts it was about two tenths of a mile away from my hotel so i of course drove there and um upon getting there realized that i was going to have to pay for parking and the line at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning was out the door and i realized that um i i'm cool for not having a donut with weird crap on it and um, i i just moved along so um, that voodoo donuts. I, I apologize. I, I'll, I'll try you next time. Probably not. Uh, next one, I was told I had to go to Stumptown Coffee because that's got like the local coffee roaster. I'm a coffee junkie. If you don't know that by now, I spent a lot of years dealing around coffee. So I, I had, of course, 
sample the local fare and um yeah, stumped. Yeah, no, it was good. It was, it was you know, it was a cup of coffee, but uh, you know, it wasn't uh, wasn't like I, I got to say, I think Portland has more Starbucks than Seattle does, which is saying a lot. Um, and there are, I mean, there are Starbucks across the street from Starbucks in this in Portland, but uh, Stumptown, no, it's it good. It was, it, was, it was nice coffee. So you know, thumbs up uh, for that for that one. Yeah, try the Stumptown coffee. And um, what else? Oh yeah. And then I was told one more thing I had to do, and a um, f- uh, f- friend of mine has a personal stock in the fact that I had to go down to the Deschutes Brewing Company, um, and I, I really didn't want to let him down. So I, I went over to the Deschutes Brewing Company, Company, had a nice mirror pond, pale ale, nice job, nice, well done, you know, and I'm... I like beer. Beer, beer is good, and it and it was good. And Mike, I'm sorry I missed you, but uh, maybe next time. Deschutes Brewing Company. I yeah, thumbs up for me here. And um, personally, heck, just got out of Hood River. Um, I'm in the car right now, as you can tell. High winds along Hood River. It's always windy around here. Although the water seems a little calm, but it was windy a little while ago. Just left the town of Hood River and really, really, really felt inferior upon leaving Hood River. It's uh. It's like a town of all athletes, and, and they all seem to think they're better than you are. Uh, and uh, it's, it was, yeah, I mean, every third store is an outdoors, kite, surfing, Patagonia, mountain hardware, put weird crap on your dog and drive around in your Subaru kind of store. And um, Hood River, it's, I, you know, hey, if I could write a guidebook, I'd probably move here too. I think it's the rule. You get hit to a certain degree and buy a Subaru and move to Hood River. Uh, but, you know, yeah, so uh, I guess I was talking about Hood River because uh, Full Sail, Full Sail Ale, um, I had a couple of those bad boys too. And those are pretty nice over the last couple of days. So helped get me through the geek fest that was not. And um, speaking of geeks, um, I guess that's what we're going to talk about on the, on the show today. Um, what defines a geek? Is a geek a positive or a negative thing? I've personally, as a geek, I self-proclaim myself as a geek, have always thought that, that geek is, is not necessarily a bad term. I mean, you don't have to be embarrassed about saying you're, you're passionate about something. That's, you know, I, I think a geek can apply to anything. You can, you can geek out on, um, on technology. You can geek out on athletics. You can geek out on just about anything. It's just something that you're so into that you just can't get enough of it. And you're willing to go to any length to continue to do it. You can geek out on heroin, apparently. Um, so, you know, and I guess my question is, is a geek being a person who's passionate about something, who's involved in something, who's, who loves what they do, are bike racers geeks? Are cyclists geeks? I'm going to say yes, and I think geek is a term of endearment. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to classify yourself as a geek. And um, as the cyclists, man, you guys fit the bill. We do. We all fit the bill as cyclists, especially you know the ones who've been around doing it for so long. You're geeked out. You gotta you gotta confess to it. Um, you know, think about the cost of your gear. Uh, think about your obsession with that cost of that gear and and you're never I mean how many bikes do you have how many bikes are you allowed to have well I want one more than the amount of bikes I have so that 
Welcome to geekdom. How many computers do you have? How many iPods do you have? You know, when you think about the traditional geek, guess what? Cyclists are geeks. Um, you're obsessed with that. Um, the time spent involved, um, you're training, you're racing, you're preparing for racing, you're wrenching your bikes. Um, I mean, that's going to be a guy with a computer problem, too. So, again, that classification of geek, yeah, totally. Um, your fashion sense? Now, okay, I'm not going to say that geeks really understand the true fashion sense, but but yeah, cyclists, okay. <laughs> you're obsessed about the fashion, and... Um, you know the looks, the clothes, the shorts, the hat, the 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 glasses, the gloves, the shoes. The man, it's a full-time passionate thing. If you're one of those, you know who you are. You're, you've geeked out. You're to the point of being geeked into the sport. A learning curve. You gotta, you know, you can't just hop on a bike and suddenly assume you know everything you're doing. You know, traffic, the pace line, the tactics, the training. You know, it's just like learning any of the technology realm, comparing the the computer geek to the cyclist geek, the bike geek. Uh, it's the same thing. Uh, so, so there you go. Um, and I, I think we're going to talk about that on the show today. Um, my, our, my guest for the show, the interview, is, is a man by the name of Frank Strack. Frank uh, is one of the pioneers of, I personally think, bike geekdom in terms of uh, a term of endearment. And hopefully Frank won't get mad at me when, if I call him that. Uh, Frank created uh, Velominati.com, V-E-L-O-M-I-N-A-T-I.com. Um, a really, a, a true, true junkie geek cyclist's home on the web. And I, I, I always wish I could have said that about Pack Filler, but... I, I, these guys are damn good. Um, you know, these guys use words like disciples, essence, badge of honor, steeped in tradition. I mean, just putting putting cycling on to the realm of religion, of faith. And it's it's heavy. These guys are good about it. But they're tongue-in-cheek. They're funny guys. So it, it's kind of a fun thing to go through. They have a section that, for many years, I always thought that I, you know, I, these... The, the understanding of, of learning the sport, of respecting the sport, of the heroes of the sport. Um, I thought I was, you know, just kind of pushing these things. And, you know, I always took for granted the, the rules that I understand and I try to help people with it. And, uh, you know, probably people see me as an opinionated jackass, but you got to you gotta respect it. You got to understand the rules. I'm, I'm not being elitist, but I, I want to make sure that there's the understanding of the sport. And so that's where we are. These guys came up with it already. They beat me to it, though. You know, and they not only printed it on the web, but they understand it. They they did it better. And it's the section on the on Velominati called the rules. Thanks to Allison at Bike Effect in, in L.A. who actually turned me on to the rules and got me on with Velominati.com and and their their great voice in the sport. And uh, we're going to be talking with Frank about Velominati, about what it takes to be a a member of the Velominati, you know, and I think these guys are bike geeks, and that's a cool thing, that's a respectful thing to say, oh, here comes a car coming up right behind me, got a couple bikes on the roof, we're gonna, we're gonna check out, we're gonna geek out, we're gonna see what they got on the roof, a Trek in a Cannondale, looks like an older, eh, hey, shocker, they're in a Subaru, <laughs> Impreza, Impreza me. Oh, anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, the geeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk to them about that, you know, if they consider themselves that. You know, kind of like Steve Jobs meets the Tifosi of Italian 
cycling fanatics. You know, I, I, I consider these guys like that, and we'll see what we get out of the interview. So um, we're going to be coming up with that interview real quick. But one more thing before I go on. I've been receiving some some notes and some texts and some emails in regards to some of my comments about a Portland what a personalities type I guess you could call it um, it's heavy in Portland but it's also everywhere um, I've been known to bash on fixies and hipster fixies and for those of you who don't know what a hipster fixie is it's just some you know it's usually it's a fixed gear bike they're riding around with no brakes it's a track bike basically or, or a bike they converted into a single speed fixed gear wheels are moving pedals are moving you flip over the bars if you try to coast um, classic you know that kind of a deal these guys are riding around city communities like this with no brakes I'm all for that that's fine the bikes are some of the bikes are kind of cool they're kind of stylish looking I'm all for that and that's cool it's a huge movement but I'm not up for the hipster fixy jackhole who's breaking all the traffic rules, who's showing off his, you know, uh, torn clothes and pink hair and nose rings and it's just attitude like the entire world freaking owes him something. Um, that's the kind of jackhole I'm talking about, you know. So don't call me elitist when I talk about the hipster fixies. I'm talking. I'm, I'm, I'm not being elitist. I'm being. I'm, I'm, I'm intolerant of jackholes. And so these guys fit that bill. You know, you're out there breaking the rules. You're ruining the rules for the rest of us. So you know, if you're gonna ride with an attitude, get the frick away from me. Um, if you're gonna ride and you're gonna enjoy it, you're gonna respect the sport and respect everybody at their own level of advancement. You're gonna respect the cars, knowing that they can drive over the back of you and waste you with your little bike with no brakes. You gotta understand that. You gotta show that respect. Don't be an a-hole. Uh, and, and that's where I have a problem with the fixies. If if you're a fixed gear rider and you want to come on the show and you want to defend your your personality wave, that's fine. I'm, uh, drop me a note. You'll be on the show. Um, but understand that. I'm cool with guys on fixed gears. Ex-messengers or current messengers, they're all over Portland. I used to be a messenger. I understand that mentality and that style. And, you know, that's cool. But you don't have to be a, a, a jackass to be a, a, a ride a fixed gear. You know, it's not like, a, hey, I bought this bike. Suddenly my half of my brain shut off. No, you have smart people who ride those bikes. And so I'm cool with some of the fixies. I'm getting ticked off, so I'm going to... Uh, we better get to Frank. I'm going to talk to Frank, Um Fun guy, fun site. And, yeah, I'll let Frank do the talking. Bike Geekdom is going to be our topic. As promised, um, our first guest for the uh, the new design of the show here, we have the creator of Velominati.com. And, and Frank, you're going to have to correct me anywhere along the line if I screw up the language because I speak kind of like Bob Roll does in a in his uh, TV broadcasts. But uh, Frank Strzok is um, the creator of that website. And uh, first of all, I you know just to say to have found this site through complete luck. Um, well done. First, and welcome to the show. Nice to have you on. Well, thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah. So, you know, for, just to let listeners know, I kind of gave them a little bit of a background on, on the site and things like that in terms of what you guys have put together. But for the unknowing, for the person who's, who's still too green, too wet behind the ears in the sport, what is Velominati.com? 
Well, Velominati, it, uh, it's it's really just a cycling community. Uh, it's a it's a it started off as a blog um, where we're just writing about all the tiny little details about cycling that makes us love the sport and stick to it for you know whatever it is, twenty or thirty years at a time um, or more, hopefully. <laughs> um, and uh, you know all the all the crazy little things that started off, you know, writing a, a you know an article about delta breaks or something like that, you know, just. Delta stuff like that and eventually it just uh carried off into you know kind of more a community oriented site where you know we've got you know a bunch of people uh posting comments and talking and you know we'll we'll write an article here and there and it it's it sparks some conversation and usually the conversation goes way off track which is great <laughs> you know it's just fun to it's just fun to listen to people talk about what they want to talk about. Yeah, and it seems like I mean, obviously, for people who are just checking out the site or people who are involved, it is a it is a road based uh, site. You know, the passion is all upon on the road bicycling. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like it's road. Well, yeah, yeah, it's steeped yeah, in that it, tradition. It yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So and but it it speaks of all the 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 wonderful histories and the and the traditions and the passions that go with the sport and everything that's been doing that. You yourself created it. What inspired that? I mean, did you just think, oh crap, I want to write about Delta Break, so I need a place to do it? Is I mean, did you do you you know are you teaching something or is this just I want to talk about stupid stuff for Delta Breaks for a while? Yeah, yeah, it was it was closer to that. So I was I I was. Uh doing a, a personal blog for a couple of years before starting Villuminati. Um, and I, you know, was, every once in a while I would write something about cycling and a lot of friends would tell me that, you know, the cycling stuff was a lot more interesting than all the other crap I was writing about. Um, and then eventually I was, I was, I was reading a book on the Illuminati. Um, and I, you know, it just occurred to me that maybe Velominati would be available. It was just a, just a thought and the domain name was there and I took it and I went out uh, to some friends and out to the, to the cycling community in general and tried to find some people that wanted to, you know, shared, shared my interest and passion and wanted to, to write with us. And uh, that's how I came, came across Brett, um, Brett Kennedy. He's, he's the founding contributor. So, so I founded the oh. site and he was the first person to join up. Um, and he's, a, he's actually a professional writer, so he actually knows what he's doing, oh, uh, which is okay. nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, he's, he's from New Zealand. We've, we've never actually met in person, but we've been working together now for a couple of years on this. Uh, you know, and, and we got some, some other of my local friends and some friends from, that I've had for a long time. Um, you know, everybody just kind of came together. We've got a good group, good core group of people that, that, like to write and like to contribute, so it's awesome. great. It's a lot of fun. Now you're based out of Seattle. You say now you've got a, uh, the keepers, as they're referred to on the site. Where are they primarily from that Seattle area? Or you mentioned New Zealand for crying out loud. That's pretty impressive. Or Australia or everything yeah. like that. You know, and where are they <laughs> yeah, where are they all from? I mean, you you're obviously getting hits. The person who turned me on to the site is in L.A. And so, uh, oh, okay. yeah. So you got, you've obviously got an audience coming from all over the place. Are, are the are the the keepers themselves primarily just based upon your your in, interme, your immediate community? No, um, no. So there's there's one other guy here who lives in Seattle, Jim. Okay. Um, he he doesn't he doesn't write often, but when he does, you'll you notice it. Um, <laughs> and he. Uh, <laughs> He, a, a good friend of his uh, from the East Coast, who then moved out to Maui, uh, writes for the site as well. Um, and then we've got Mark Carlson, who's one of my one of my oldest friends, who's uh, over in northern Minnesota. 
and he oh, he man. writes for the site, and then we've got Brett over there in um, in New Zealand, of course, and we've got uh, Josh, who is uh, Jim's brother-in-law, who uh, who also he's the guy who I don't know if you've noticed the the post, but the beer and the bidon. Yeah. So he's he studies all the various <laughs> ways of combining alcohol with cycling. Man um, after my own heart. So, I like him already. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I like him already. You know, I love the tongue in cheek kind of nature to it. You, you, it's a serious thing that you're talking about, but you guys are willing to laugh about it and enjoy the whole part about it. One of the uh, most poignant pieces, and I, I personally have felt that I've been trying to talk about this kind of stuff ever since I've been cycling. I've been doing this since I was a, a wee little spud, and now to be uh-huh. to going through it and to live through the '80s and the '90s of the sport and try to teach or to let people know that you know silly things like the glasses have to go on the outside of the sun of the helmet strap or uh you know quick releases go in uh, not they don't stick out things like that here i've been trying to preach all this stuff all along and then little do i know you guys have printed the bible of of <laughs> of cycling rules and it is simply called the rules where did this beautiful piece of prose come from this is well, I'm serious. Was, I'm not over talking it. This is like I read this. And I'm just going, <laughs> yes, yes, they're right. Somebody did it. <laughs> yeah, it was an accident. You know, it was just an accident. It's uh, yeah. You know, we we definitely. You know, I can't. I can't. I can't say that we take it too seriously. It's a. It's you know. It's a big joke, <laughs> but it's um. It's true at the same time. You know. It's uh. We. You know. It, it kind of came out of um. A lot of these. These different. Uh, things that we were writing about writing about before you know saying you know you know don't don't hang around a cafe with your cycling cap on because you think you look cool in it you know (laughs) things like that you know um for god's sake shave your legs please and if you don't have shaved legs please don't drop me you know know, but um yeah and then uh it turns out that brett had coined with his with his buddies way back um actually mountain biking um and that's just a quick quick observation is that the the site is does really focus on road biking but it really you know it's it's about any kind of cycling it's across at the all board, it's just yeah. the, the the culture and the history kind of lives in the in the road cycling side of it which is you know where we tend to focus but there are some posts about mountain biking etc and some of the rules ob- obliquely refer to mountain biking but uh, yeah, Brett, Brett and his buddies came up with the, with the term, the rules, apparently real loosely and tongue in cheek. And we just, um, you know, we just decided at a certain point to chuck up a page that we would call the rules and just start listing these things out. Cause we, you know, just like you, we had them all in our head, but we didn't really actually, um, have them documented anywhere. So we just started listing them and, uh, has it, know, has it been a growing uh, document? You're at 84 rules now. Yeah, we're at eighty-four rules, which is kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a it's a growing document, definitely, and it's uh, you know we, they they kind of ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better. Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Got started getting noticed maybe about a year ago. And so there was a period of time there where they were growing pretty quickly because people were helping us point out um, some of the rules. And I think now it's, it's getting closer to being comprehensive. It's not, it's, it'll never be comp- comprehensive completely, but it's, <laughs> you know, now it's to the point where, you know, s- somebody will suggest something or we'll think of something, um, you know, maybe every couple months or so and we'll add the rule or oh, man. revise one or something. Some of them are but, just, I'm, I'm looking at the list right now while we're talking, you know, c- rule 74, computers, GPS, power taps, and SRMs. If you're not a pro, then you don't need an SRM or power tap. <laughs> it's like learning to actually train yourself and go by the feel and understanding that. <laughs> right. When racing, right. when racing a criterium of 60 minutes or less, the uh, second unused water bottle cage must be removed in order to preserve the aesthetic <laughs> of the racing machine. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's right. Because you see that, you know, dude, why do you have two bottles? It's, it's a 60 right. minute crit. What are you doing with two bottles? You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, why don't you just ride with the brakes on? That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and actually, you know, actually, if you're if you ride right, you shouldn't really need your brakes at all anyway. So you can probably take those off too. Good if point. If you're a good enough rider. Yeah, or you're a or you're a city uh, messenger guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, oh on God. On yeah. Fixed right. bike. Yeah. Yeah. With your tight jeans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, among this list of eighty four, I'm sure you have them all by heart, right? You know them all perfectly. Oh right, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna put oh. you on the spot here. What r- oh, rules? No. <laughs> no, just in your opinion, if you had to think of something, you probably know a couple of them, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, what yeah. rules, no matter what, cannot be broken? Some of them, I'm sure, you know, might get stretched sometimes. In you know, you're helping somebody out, you let them wear a pro jersey and a mismatching pro jersey shorts, just because you know. Okay, I'll let you off the hook this time. If there's any right. one or two that you feel no, uh-uh, get out of me and get out of here. I'm, I'm not even gonna talk to you. Which would be one of them? Which would be one of them? Yeah. Um, you know, Rule Seven's a huge one. Okay. Um, there's a, actually there's a couple that really that really have been with me my whole life. So Rule Seven with the tan lines, I've always worked really, <laughs> really, really. Hard I was hoping you'd say that one. Yeah. <laughs> For the listeners, I was actually, I was sitting at a in a swimming pool in uh, in Las Vegas a couple of years ago. God knows why, but. I was sitting in a swimming pool and somebody asked me if I was a trucker, <laughs> actually, because of my tan lines, which I didn't really understand, but um, they were crisp and the rest of me was white. So. Absolutely. Because this one, yeah. for those of the listeners who haven't tuned into yet, tan lines should be cultivated and get razor sharp. Under no circumstances should one be rolling up their sleeves or shorts in an effort to somehow diminish, diminish sorry, one's tan lines. Sleeveless jerseys are under no circumstances to be employed. I deal with a lot of triathletes and it is so difficult to ride with people in sleeveless jerseys yeah just, yeah that's a real tough one i yeah. keep cringe even even if you're trying to pull the sean yates thing how he used to roll them up for a while there back in the day or <laughs> yeah. fold back just but, the the elastic of his shorts to play with that but he obviously yeah, wasn't yeah. a believer in rule seven right he didn't believe in rule seven but he was also sean yates so um, <laughs> yeah i guess we'll cut him some slack just as a as a matter of fact i happen not to be sean yates nor nor anywhere near as awesome as he so um i'll, I'll leave judgment on that one for now but uh-huh. um you know an, another one that's really stuck with me forever um has been the whole the whole business of so i'm a dutchman as you know but yeah. you know um i'll i kind of i'm very strict about that and i 
don't tolerate anybody calling me anything but a Dutchman. But when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to Flanders, I suddenly become very uh, you know, very chummy with with Belgium. You yeah. Know? Oh, and, of course. Uh, so it's the rule twenty one with the the knickers, vest, arm warmers, shoe covers, cast me the helmet. Um, you know anything that makes you look like a Belgian out in the rain. You know that's <laughs> that's just I, I actually love riding in the rain just for the sheer fact that I get to wear all that gear and look cool. You know, it doesn't oh. matter how fast I'm going, I just get to look good. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. You, you can look fast, and that's all that really matters, right? <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Nobody yep. can. And then I think the other big the other big rules are the ones about sock length and short length. You know, you can't have your shorts down to your knees. You can't have them up like Sean Yates had them. You know, you got to find a good spot somewhere in between there for all that. <laughs> Did you watch Perry Nice today, the stage at all in Perry Nice? Uh, you know, we recorded it, but I actually haven't been able to watch it yet. Okay, unfortunately. Okay, well, I'll, I won't go too hard into it, but um, you know, I I think about this list of yours now while I'm watching a lot more things. I'm saying, okay, these are pros. I don't know if I should be too hard on them, but there are some really bad kits out there this year. I think in terms of yeah. this, what things are looking like. I don't know why. Apparently, uh, all the clothing manufacturers had a big sale on white, blue, and black color combinations. You <laughs> notice that? Cervelo, yeah. Garmin, yeah. Garmin Cervelo, uh, Leopard, Trek, and who's the other team that's black, blue, and white? Sky. Uh, Sky, yeah. You're watching yeah. the front of the Peloton. You do, Oh, crap. Who is that? Oh yeah! Oh, that's Voigt. I can tell Jens Voigt because he's a hard man. Yeah. But everything else, yeah, is like, he's, God. he's the one that's spitting out cogs out exactly. the back of his bike. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just, just blowing spokes left and right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just used up eleven tooth cogs are just wiping out of the back of that thing. <laughs> exactly. Now, the thing that I'm loving about this, about what you guys have going too, is the fact that you start with a story, an, an interpretation of a photo, or something straightforward like that, or talking about a new bike somebody's received or all those enjoyable things. And then the comments that, that follow it and, and just evolve into some conversation sometimes that will require a picture of, uh, you know, a, a scene from Anchorman to be posted upon it. And they're able to tie all this together. I mean, where do, you, how, where do these people come from? I have no idea. I really don't. It's it's it, it really it blows my mind, and it's uh, you know as it's grown, it's been one of the most enjoyable things to watch uh, is the community, and it's I get little hints of of who people are occasionally, you know, um, here and there, and it's uh, there's some really really incredibly bright and well respected people within their fields that are that are coming to the site here and contributing their wit, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a real honor. It's it's really it's it really is ultimately about the community. Like you say, that's that's the fun stuff. I would never think to say something idiotic about Anchorman or, you know, um, I think it's Sergeant that's got that picture of the guy of Steve Martin pretending to be somebody. What is it? You either. Oh, it's better know. to look fabulous, or it's better to look good than to feel good. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something, um, you know? Billy Crystal. <laughs> Billy Crystal's Billy little character. Billy yeah. Crystal. There yeah. you go. Well, I you know, I would never it. think of anything like that. So it's uh, it's great to see these guys come out and, and uh, you know totally commandeer the conversation and 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 yeah. post up all these crazy things that make me laugh harder than I really should. It's the ultimate bike geek chat room to a certain degree, you know, because you, <laughs> I, I get so ticked off at myself because, and this is what I guess would classify a successful design that I'll read a story and if I haven't read it. 
10 minutes after it's posted, all the really fun comments have been taken. The ones that pop into my head, oh, I got to say something about, oh, crap, somebody already did. Oh, I got to, oh, crap, now they're not even talking about that anymore. Now they're already on to, you know, to, to Steve Martin movies. And they're, they're right. tying it back into how Bernard Hinault <laughs> would attack on Laupe Huez or something like that. Right. It's yeah. just, it's awesome. You know, and I mentioned a term there, and um, I, I also kind of, you know, unbeknownst to you, talked about that a little bit in the intro of the show, about... The term of a geek, and um, I personally I just came back from an experience. I was at a technology conference over the weekend, and I, I came back, and I was thinking the difference between somebody who – just what the term of a geek is. I consider myself, and I consider a geek as a positive term because I think it's somebody who's so passionate about whatever they do. It becomes an, a very important part of their lives. Um, and I, I – do you consider Velominati – I mean, maybe you might have a better – term for it and i would love to hear a better term for it but is can there be bike geeks and is it a good thing does that absolutely. make sense absolutely yeah oh yeah absolutely i mean i think we i think that's really a, you know the villominati is is the plural form of the made up word uh villominatus and i think if if there's a if there's a fancy way of saying geek that's probably it <laughs> um you know this is just this is all just a bunch of people just you know getting real serious about really mundane things that really don't matter to anybody but a real small group of people yeah you know? um, okay this is, this is geekdom right there i would say and i would say that that's something to be to to wear with a bad badge of honor um i've been a geek my whole life i do all the software development for the site and everything you know it's um so you don't consider it's a huge compliment okay yeah, you don't consider it a geeks. derogatory term and now there is a difference Absolutely between geek not. and nerd I think a geek and a nerd. <laughs> geek is somebody who's passionate about something. Nerd is when you're bordering on socially incapable of 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 dealing with other people. If you're getting to the point of nerdness, sure. Yeah, I mean that is my opinion, and you can tell me to shut the hell yeah. up if you want to. But <laughs> no, I think, I think you're probably right, and I, I, I guess. I guess I might even think that there might be some some bike nerds out there too. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh god, yeah. I, I wonder, and I'm wondering right now. I'm looking at myself in the mirror, wondering if I'm one. <laughs> as long as you're not flexing, you're okay. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, the bike nerds are the ones who show up and have have lied about the amount of training they've done this early in the season, or they have trained so much that the guys who set their trainers in front of like Monday night football and ride the entire distance, and then they show up at these early spring rides and are just flying, and you don't see them in late May. Those yeah, are right. the nerds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's there's that guy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And there was. Um... Somebody I you know I, I won't mention their <laughs> no. name, but there was somebody here on the on the site that was just absolutely beating a dead horse about racing technique and how hard you're supposed to train and elite oh, race this and you know all that stuff and I finally I looked him up and you know he's this cat five that drops out of almost every race he enters you know <laughs> and I'm like, oh no yeah the, oh <laughs> like, you, you're kidding me you man. need to get put on a leash man yeah. <laughs> this it, is not good <laughs> the one that always comes up with those beautiful excuses as to why he or she is not performing at the level he or she should be performing. I admit, yeah, that's right. I'm that's a 100 percent right. has been. I mean, I was a cat too, and now I have downgraded myself to a cat four, and it's been one of the best things I've ever done in my life because, okay. yeah, you don't have to train for 48 hours a week or something like that. It's and I can have a beer or something. But that's right. Yeah, four. Yeah, it's all about having fun and loving the sport. You know, it doesn't. That's that's the first thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad to know the the geekdom is there. So let's delve a little bit into geekdom. Your opinion, personal opinion, best uh, best pro riders 
of all time. And you can't go with Merckx because Merckx is too easy. Best pro rider of all time. In terms of following the rules, I guess we could say. Who exemplified the rules best? Well, um, you know, aside from the ponytail, I think um, (laughs) Laurent Fignon might have been one of the the greatest. You know, class and just looked amazing all the time. Um, And there was also the the short flirtation with the headband that didn't work out so well either. But, um, you know, he was just, he just looked, great always he inspired i think i spent i saw a picture of him in winning magazine um in 1989 where he had one hand on the hood and one hand on the tops and you know unbeknownst to me of course he was just somebody happened to snap a picture of him as he was going from the hoods to the tops or the other way around yeah but i spent that entire summer riding around with one hand on the hoods and one hand on the tops (laughs) so (laughs) dude the professor's doing Um, it i better do it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. He's doing his. He's going faster than me. I better do that too. Then. Oh man. Um, Charlie Mote was a big influence. Oh, um, I haven't heard that name in a uh, long time. Yeah, he knew how to wear a cycling cap, man. Yeah, he knew how to wear a cycling cap. That guy was that guy was awesome. Of course, there's Greg LeMond. I mean, yeah. As an American, who so now I'm an American all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> not no raised in the United States, but uh, you know, all this, you know, it's so as as a as as an American, how can you not love Greg LeMond um, or Greg LeMann at least? Yeah, um, you know, when he was when he was racing in '89 and '90, it was just the about the coolest rider ever in the world. So I had Scott drop-ins and oh, I God. put a toe clip around my around my shoes to have a strap on there, just like his, you know, all that stuff. So. Oh yeah, yeah those absolutely. are two of, the, two of the big big influences I think of my of of young Frank. I bought Char- the same shoes Charlie Mote had simply because he was Charlie Mote. I think they were terrible <laughs> shoes, but I bought them anyway. <laughs> Which ones were they? Oh, they were the. Was he on the uh, Victorias? I don't know if he was on Victorias. He was on a bizarre brand, and I can't remember it. It's I see the shoes in my mind because they were they were like riding around in microwaves. They were so thick. That you'd have to douse your feet with water on summer days because they were so hot, but I had to have them because he had them. Yeah, I, I yeah, had to Charlie have Fulton, Charlie Monte, Yeah, I had to have the blue uh, Patrick. Well, mainly because of my name, blue uh, uh, shoes that Bernardi No had, and those things were so terrible. You'd be better off trying to win a sprint in flip flops. They were just horrible. But it was that thing. I had to have them. So, yeah, you know, it's it's amazing how far all that stuff has come. I I I put on a pair of my uh my a pair of my the sh- I used to have the shoes myself, but I I I don't have them anymore. I put on a pair of my dad's old time white time racing shoes from 8990. I can't remember exactly what year he bought them, but uh, I was at home over over the holidays and um put those things on and, and went riding and you know, my toes were flopping around in that <laughs> shoe and it was just like the pedals of too much float and play and you know i was just like my god what how did how did we even do this yeah yeah okay with that same breath the biggest mistakes of all time in the you know in that you've seen in cycling you you mentioned delta brakes earlier and my facebook page has a photo of delta brakes because they were so cool looking but they were really not very effective what it, it, what would you have to say was just like a, oh man bad move let's move on kind of a thing in the in the years I would definitely. There's a pair of Chinelli pedals that uh, that was the very first ever um, clipless pedal, and there was actually a metal rod that you had to push in with your thumb um, 
to to release from them. So I th- I think that's probably the worst possible idea you could ever have is to actually mechanically attach your foot to a bike. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's that's a beaut. I was thinking of BioPace, but they're they brought back the BioPace with those rotor cranks nowadays. So I guess yeah. the circle yeah. is not yet complete. <laughs> yeah. I can't get on board with that stuff. It's just too ugly. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> you know, it's just. I can't do that. And it's another big, big, massive problem that we're seeing is the sprinters rolling up their sleeves during the stages. You know, this yeah. is just not a good thing. Yeah, I could, I can, I'm going to agree with you on that. And I, my wife and I are huge believers in the colored shorts just being a fashion sin. Just shorts yeah. got to be predominantly black. And to see all these, oh my God, I rode for a team for a while with red shorts and it was, it was, it was a bad, bad, bad thing. I just yeah oh, yeah so um, I, it's, I, it's a region we don't need to attract more attention to. You're right, you know? especially yep. for those of us with German Irish heritage and nothing to show <laughs> off. So, um, what what you know what keeps this going? I mean, obviously this is not this is a this is an effort of love, and um, I've seen. Uh, first of all, I loved you. If uh, I'm going to try and get a link on our site to your your adventure up the the volcano in in hawaii but what keeps all this going you've got a good group of riders it seems like you've got uh, people wearing the kit and things like that um is is it is it kind of on its own is it 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 have legs of its own or do you find you still have to is it work to keep all this going oh it's a well it's a i mean it's it's a ton of work um (laughs) i enjoy it but it's a it's a ton of work like i i haven't watched the race because i've been I've, i've been uh doing all the development for the super prestige that we're going to start in a couple of weeks here. So I'm, um, uh, you know, yeah. it's always a ton of work and it's the, the writing is, is, is sometimes it's incredibly easy. Uh, yeah. Now is a talk about sometimes it's both ideas I get. Um, and I think it's the same way with, with the other contributors. Okay. Um, talk, since you mentioned it, what, talk about the super prestige, talk about the, the what that, that is. I guess. Okay, so it's. A, <laughs> I mean, I knew what the a, Super Prestige was back in the day. It was the coolest version of what they call a World Cup now. But, and I love that you guys took that name, by the way. Yeah, that's. Uh, so we started it last year, um, just kind of you know as a as a thought um, for I think it was Flanders that we did the very first one for, um, and and we did a couple of them, and, and the community loved them, you know it wasn't very many people that started off with it, but it, you know, we, we loved it and we had a great time talking about the race and all that. And so we formalized it into the Villominati super prestige, which is, uh, this year now for its first full year of, uh, a season long competition where we basically, we pick the, the top five finishers of any race and you get, uh, points for, for, uh, for picking the right person. Yeah. Um, and you get a point for, for it's the scoring is, is, is pretty straightforward, but you get a point for naming anybody correctly in the top five. And then you get various points for, for, uh, picking the, the winner through fifth place. And, uh, you tally up the points throughout the year and the, the grand tours get more complicated because there are dropouts and replacements and rest day swaps and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the, the points get tallied up and at the end of the year, you get a personalized, uh, Villaminati shop apron that, um, you know, that you get to wear. Very nice. As the proud winner, yeah. And you get to you get to wear a so uh, you know there are various badges on the on the site when you're commenting. You you know oh yeah. You first start out, you're number four. You're at a level level four, and then you 
you progress up. Um, yeah, I'm still working on upgrading that. myself. I, I'm a little ticked that I'm still just a little cog with the V in the center of it. And, you know, I just, <laughs> I just wanted to mention that. But anyway, please continue. <laughs> <laughs> so your destiny is in your own hands. I know. And it's, but everybody <laughs> takes my comments. These guys apparently have no jobs. They're just sitting in front of a computer waiting. Oh, they posted something. Now I can say the best, wittiest thing. And I'm the jerk who shows up an hour later. Oh, come on. Right, right, right. You just need to change your lifestyle. I do. Like. I do. Well, <laughs> or get one. <laughs> now it's so it's kind of like a fantasy cycling setup, but you don't have to spend all the time owning the riders or something. I get. I don't play fantasy. Yeah, you don't very have often, to think nearly as much. I like that. Kind of the, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to really do any planning or know anything really at all. Um, just throw out your picks, and and it's. Uh, you know, you get a special badge if you're leading a, a race, or if you uh, if you're leading a grand tour, or if you're leading the overall competition. You get the, you know, it's, it looks like the old uh, Super Prestige leaders jersey, yeah, or the yellow jersey or green jersey or whatever. You get to wear that for the rest of the year if you win it. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you get a free bumper sticker if you. And we might have to, we might change that plan. This this we might give out a symbol pack or something. Oh okay. Um, you know, you get a prize for winning each separate event. Oh wow. That's awesome. I'm okay. I'm in now. And the uh, now the the kit. The you guys. I've seen the the videos you guys have up of people wearing the kit. Are you guys at a, an actual designated club, or is it is it just a, a you know? Hey, if you want a jersey, wear a jersey. Or what is it? I mean, how is it set up? It's it, there's no club, um, at least not at the at the moment. We might formalize it a little bit more at a certain point um, into uh, Kugals. Um the, the Illuminati had um, cabals that they were called. They were <laughs> gathering places, and so we're calling, you know, little groups of uh, of the Illuminati the cogals. And we might formalize those into um, either racing clubs or, or just you know just riding clubs. Uh, but for the moment, it's just you know if you like the if you like the kit, it's um, you know top end pro stuff, and uh, it's a, it's cheaper than it is if you you know than the retail for that that level of. Uh, of gear, but we, um, you know, our, our genius graphic designer, um, KRX 10 over in Minneapolis designed that, that, um, kit for us and also did the site design. And, um, yeah, okay. uh, if you want it, you can buy it. That's Simple a- as that. Do you get people racing in the kit at all? I mean, it'd have to be some sort of an unattached setup, I would assume since there's no, yeah, it would have to be an club. unattached thing. Um, so it's, uh, you know, I, I destroyed a whole ton of my gear when I was, when I was racing a few years ago, so I stopped racing. Um, but when I become a master here next year, I'll start racing again. And then I think I'll have to formalize it into a club because I'm going to definitely race in my, in the, in the V kit, you know, wait, I'm not going to, you're going to race in somebody else's gear. Yeah. You're not a master yet. No, you're just no, a I'm young kid. Me. You're just a young punk. That's right. <laughs> oh I'm just a young man. Punk. Okay. Now I'm going to, ch- no, this changes everything. You're not a has been yet because you know the, all us guys in on the pack filler group over here. We're 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 all has beens, you know. <laughs> well, I'm the has been. Don't worry about it. I'm, but, don't, don't don't give that a second thought. But you're young, and you know who Charlie Mote is, and that's just that's just blowing me away. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good looking kit too. I like the look of it. It's got that nice kind of the you know the clean design to it and everything like that. Um, in, with you know just a couple more questions. I don't want to waste your whole evening here. Um, with that in mind, best kit in the peloton. If you had to pick one right now, which one would you say? Well, you know, I'm, I'm just please I'm not black, a, blue, and white. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, I hate to do this to you, but I'm oh. such a I'm such a 
you know, hopelessly huge fan of 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 the Brothers Grimper, the the, the, the Schleck Brothers, um, and, and Consolara and Voight, I I can't. I can't put my vote in for anything but Team Leopard. But even, Leopard is, I think, Leopard. Like what you said. That's what they, right. Well, that's what they were saying on TV today. I just repeat what they all say. And then Bob Bob Key actually, Boomka actually switched halfway through and started calling it uh, uh, Leopard. So I guess that's what they say over there. Personally, being born and raised in, in the Northwest, I'd said Leopard. But, you know, I guess that's where yeah. we go from there. So you're going to go I with that. I like Leopard. I do, too. It just makes me sound smarter. <laughs> Yep. So it's it's uh, you're 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 picking the kit in terms of who's wearing the kit. Then your your um, your favorite choice is because of the riders wearing it, it's, which yeah, is fine. Yeah, I think so. Just by association. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be a big fan of some some kit that's on a crap team. You know, um, it's it's hard to distinguish. It's hard for me to separate those two. You know, it's. Um, I guess I, I, you know, I haven't seen them all lined up just as a as a graphic representation of each kit next to each other, um, and all I've seen is people racing in it. And um, I guess I'm really liking how those guys are racing. Yeah. It's okay. Hard to, it's, you know, I'm sorry to disappoint you. you. I, I can no, tell, I no, can tell I'm, I'm over it. I'm stick with my heart. Here. No, I'm not disappointed. Why would I be disappointed? I mean, at least you didn't <laughs> say something like the Futon Servetto kit from last year that was that brown and it had the footprint on the center of it and it looked like somebody threw up on the riders. It was just nasty. Oh, yeah, yeah, so... Um, every, yeah. My or, little Mahati, every single time she saw that kit, she's like, oh, shit, there's been a crash! <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's down! God, that guy's <laughs> riding naked! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, and also, yeah, I you know I gotta do mention you know like the development hottie and things like that, and the terms you guys have developed, just freaking perfect, just brilliant. I find myself wanting to use them on the show, but I I know that you know there's got to be some sort of a uh, of a trademark on some of this brilliance, so I'm not using any <laughs> no, of the no, words no, on this to, show. Free to use anything you want, absolutely. <laughs> no, it's it's great. Hey. um the the site again for the listeners is velominati.com v e l o m i n a t i they are the keepers of the cog and um it's it's a lot of fun it's a great thing to just i check on it once a day just because i'm just like okay what are these these goofballs talking about now and it's my attempt to get from the just the regular v cog up to something a little bit more elite in status <laughs> But I got to work on it, man, because some of these guys, some of these guys, I think, I swear you've got some ringers out there who just submit some, just like they've been waiting for it. They've just, they've got a Rolodex full of brilliant, witty comments just ready to go. <laughs> yeah, you know, some of these guys, you do you do wonder how they come up with some of this stuff. It's pretty good. It pretty is. Crazy. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. So, um, it, you know, everybody be sure. I'll, I'll, I'm going to post a link up on, on our site to get our, our listeners over to you guys and say, have everybody checking them out and getting involved with the Super Prestige. Has it already begun now that we are into the season, or can anybody jump in at any time? Anybody can jump in at any time. Of course, you have a handicap if you start late because um, – well, maybe you'll have a handicap, of course, depending on how good your guesses are. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. might not affect your score at all. But yeah. uh, it, it, it'll start with Milan Sanremo um, officially. So okay. that's that's. But we'll do a couple of uh, practice runs. I'm going to have the software up and, and running here, hopefully in the next week or so. And so we'll do a few um, few beta tests on the on the VSP um, 
scoring scoring software because I, I did, last year I had to do it completely manually in a spreadsheet and it almost killed me. Oh, so God, um, this year yeah this year I'm trying to automate it a little bit. Um, yeah. And it's it's a lot of fun to come out and watch because people make up names for all the writers, you know. <laughs> um, you know, it's, you get all this crazy stuff. You know, that's where a lot of these nicknames have come from is from these guys like uh, you know instead of Christian Vandenveld, it's uh, Twistin Bangenfeld. Yeah. He, he's always crashing, you know. So it's <laughs> so you'll read through somebody's picks, and you know none of them will actually be the writers' names. They'll all be these crazy nicknames that people are winging it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and we're actually one of our community, Pedale Forchetta from Italy, is actually the uh, – he's going to be the, the team photographer for one of the teams at Milan San Remo. Oh, man. And he'll be providing uh, uh, live updates from the race car, and um, he'll also be putting up an update after the race with photos and everything. So oh, wow. That that's, should be fun. That, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so you're, gonna, you're willing to share a little insider information? You got to pick for the top five, maybe just one rider in the top five of Milan San Remo, or are you going to keep those cards close to the chest? No, no. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I, I've got to. I'm putting my money on uh, on you're like, Bear this year, I think, for, for a San Remo. Really? Okay. Okay. You're like the E.F. Hutton of pro cycling picks now because you're taking all these picks. So when you speak, people listen here. <laughs> so yeah, if he loses, know, you know, we're all coming do, after you. I used to do real well, but then I started I, I started really doing poorly. I'm, I'm overthinking it. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'd go with that. I, he's due. I mean, but he's been he's been really close a lot. So I think it's his turn. So. Uh, yeah, and he, he always attacks on the Poggio. It's 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 yeah. going to stick one of these times. Oh, it's going to stick. It hasn't stuck since uh, uh, Zobel started winning all those sprints. But <laughs> oh, God. Come on. Yeah. Let's make it good. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> well, uh, thanks very much for coming on. You know, it's been nice to have you on. And I, like I said uh, to the listeners, if you haven't gone on and if you haven't at least checked the rules to make sure you're in compliance with at least – 50 or 60 of the 84, um, you've got to get over there and do it because it's a lot of fun and, and just getting signed up and getting involved. I admit when I first registered and logged in, I thought, oh, crap, I'm into their site. I could screw it up. <laughs> I could mess with the code. <laughs> and all of a sudden, well, Veluminati's crashed because a jackass named Packfiller screwed it all up. Yeah. Sorry. No, I don't think that'll happen. Sorry, guys. I'll just go back and see you next year. So, no, but thanks for coming on, man. This was nice. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay. We'll take care. All right. Take it easy. So there you have it. Frank Streck from Velominati.com. Yes, I destroyed his name on the drive from Portland. Hopefully he will forgive me. Um, great site, guys. If you haven't had a chance to go over and check it out, definitely get over there and do that. You have been listening to the first edition of The Last Man Standing with Patrick Boulder. Be sure and stay tuned. Uh, Mark and I worked on a uh, on a show just last night for the Pack Filler Podcast. You can log in, check that one out. We're talking about crashes and all those wonderful things involved with dealing with cars in that sport. Drop us a note. Drop me a note anytime you want. We have a um, Twitter through Pack Filler. We have a Facebook page, and of course, we have the website, so you can leave your comments after any show. Do be sure if you are. You know, free of time, have a nice uh, 99 cents lying around or something along those lines, check out our um, um, Android application on the website. You can automatically receive the newest episodes as they become available, all for such a, such a deal. 
$1.99. And I have one more sponsorship plug. It is still the cold months. It is still the season preparation time. Be sure and go over and check out the Sufferfest videos. I myself just did one recently called The Angels. I am not a climber. I have never claimed myself to be a climber. And I suffered through that bad boy bleeding from my eyeballs. I promise it is the best way to hurt yourself in a good way. The Sufferfest videos. Cheap and painful. We will catch you next time. Take care. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.